She's going to convict you. No, she sure is. She's y'all. talking to you. <laughs> On your way to work. The world around us is full of false choices. That temptation to be us versus them, for or against, in or out. But what does it really look like for followers of Jesus to engage in the messiness of life, the gray issues of faith, to truly allow our lives to conform to the gospel? Join us as we try to figure it out. We are the Brian and Janelle Podcast. Hey there, Brian and Janelle Podcast listeners. Brian here with a quick item for you before we get to the main content in today's episode. I'm super excited to tell you about a brand new podcast series I created in partnership with Moody Radio that's available starting right now. It's called The Grandfather Effect. And here's the quick backstory. I only have really one strong memory of my paternal grandfather, Tom. And it was when my dad and I were standing shoulder to shoulder in a crowded room, right in front of his open casket. And I remember standing there a bit mystified. Because you see, Grandpa Tom had lived only about 15 miles away from my house growing up. And yet I never saw him. He never talked to me, called me, never came to birthday parties. He was no part of our life. He had disowned my family when I was about three years old, and my family was left with lots of questions. Because from our perspective, the reason he disowned us didn't seem to make much sense. The circumstances were so seemingly trivial, it just didn't add up. So what happened? Well, about five years ago, I decided to try to find out. And that journey became much more complicated than I could have possibly imagined. And I chronicled the entire thing with a recorder in my hand and take you along in the journey. The podcast series is called The Grandfather Effect. Would you consider giving it a listen? I'd be super grateful for your support. And if you like what you hear, Maybe you'd be willing to leave a a nice review or even tell a friend about it. All right, let's get back to today's episode. Thanks a lot. Joining us live right now to continue her series in Virtues and Vices, our dear friend, she's the program director of the Caritas Center for Christian Formation. She's a licensed professional clinical counselor. Uh, Sorry, I get that backwards. Licensed clinical professional counselor. And she's here for a pro bono session once again. Welcome back, Nancy. Good to be with you guys this morning. We were we were doing our our regular debate before you got here about who you're really talking to today, but we're I guess we decided it's all of us. Yeah, myself included. I think that that um, this issue that we're going to talk about this morning, this uh, lively virtue and deadly vice, is um, I think uh, a symptom of our culture and one that I think not there's not one of us that can say that we don't struggle with it. Hold on. Did you just say out loud you're talking about yourself, too? <laughs> this one, Nancy, of all seven, is so dark. You called it ugly. It's so ugly. Listen, it's like, what is it? 
uh, Snow White's stepmom kind of ugly. Those are the characters you think about. <laughs> well, and I think I think you're painting it well. Is that that envy is um, a very very dark diabolical sin, and that it, it always looks at, and it's diabolical because it it shuts off God and concludes that what one has is not enough, and what, what someone else has is what they deserve. James talks about it in the book of James, of what goes on in our hearts. He says it quite well. You know, Janelle's description of, what did you say, Snow White's mom or whatever? Snow no, White's Cinderella's step, mom. No, Snow White's stepmom. Remember the mirror? Like, she oh, was yeah. all about envy. Yeah, but we woman. don't do what Nancy just did but she's and a be like, oh, yeah, I struggle with this. No, like, she is a cartoon, <laughs> but we we care, like, we make caricature of envy, and it's difficult. Maybe, Nancy, you can explain, like, why this one is so hard for people to talk about. You know, and, and uh, Ray and I were talking about this last night is that one of the things that I was reading was saying that it's not easily confessed because it, it has no pleasure with it. Meaning that with pride, there's a certain sense when you're prideful, it's like you're getting a, in a sense, you're getting an ego hit. It's like you're getting charged up and then you realize then as the Spirit of God convicts you that it's pride. Whereas envy is done in the darkness. It's done in a way that you don't want anybody else to see it because you are demanding and devouring someone else or someone else's possessions. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, I, I, it's, a, it's a good question. I, I, that's the closest I can get to it. Yeah. Is that it's, and Ray and I were both saying, I said, have you ever heard a sermon on envy? No. And, and, and the question is why? And I think the close cousin to envy is ambition. And that's why I think that that we don't hear much about this because, I mean, isn't ambition a good thing? I mean, yeah, isn't, in this country, you know, especially. I mean, American dream. Hello. <laughs> exactly. Especially. I mean, we praise people that are ambitious, and actually, what we're saying is the cousin of that envy is behind it. Like, why is someone ambitious? Ambitious because they're looking over their shoulder and saying. Or they're looking ahead of them and saying, I want what they want and I will get it. How is this one different? I confuse envy and jealousy. And then even when we talked about coveting, it also made me think this sounds a little bit like envy. We talked about covetousness last week. So can you explain the difference between those? So envy and jealousy. Jealousy is you want to possess someone. So when I'm jealous, I want to possess someone or something. When I'm envy, I'm, I'm looking at it with, uh, you know, the expression, the green eye of, of, of envy. Yeah. There's a sense of where I'm looking at it with a squinted eye saying, no matter what, you shouldn't have what I want. And I might even go so far as to destroy both you and me to be able to get it. Whereas what we were talking about with covetousness is more of, of a, it, it's not necessarily in regards to a person. It's more of a thing. I want more. Because um, the Bible says, time. don't covet your neighbor's wife. Yeah, and, and I'd have to go back to look to see the Greek words in terms of, or the original Hebrew in terms of how they're using covet versus envy. Okay. You know, my hunch is that there's probably some nuance in terms of how those words are used. Yeah. But, you know, in, in some of the materials you gave us, you really make it clear what envy truly is. Mm -hmm. Let's dig in. What is envy? 
Envy is a desire for another person's quality, their status, their abilities, their station life, or their worldly goods. But it's not necessarily associated with specific objects, but it's another person's what they have. So when I'm envy, I'm looking at, well, let's take this home to the church. Why do splits happen in the church? Because someone has said, I want what that pastor has. I want his power. I want his esteem. I want his, his prestige. And so I will destroy him so that he doesn't have it. And so eventually I get it. Yeah. This is where it's it's so dangerous. Well, and you know what? What's what helped me is as as I'm looking at the materials you gave us. You talk about we find sorrow in people's prosperity, right, and and joy yeah. in their hurt. Can you break that down? That's really unique. The movie Amadeus. Uh, that's a throwback, but it's a movie about Mozart and Amadeus. Salieri was a contemporary of Mozart. The storyline about his seeing Mozart go up the ranks and being honored by the king, and then he's not being honored. And then he says, I'm just as good or I'm even better than Mozart. He can't have what I deserve. And so his whole point is to destroy Mozart. And that's really where, because again, it's apart from God, you look around and you say, I should have what that person's having. And so if I destroy them, that will bring me joy because then I will no longer have to struggle with this awful feeling that I don't have what they have. I've even heard expressions saying to know who's a true friend. It's not those who cry with you. It's whoever rejoices with you in your wins. It's harder to rejoice in someone's win than cry with them. It really is. Say you're in a period of time where God keeps blessing you with success, yeah. with more advancement. The real friend will be able to stand with you, not just at one time, but stand with you in that whole process and not turn towards, I should have that too. You made it to the middle of this episode. Wow, you did it. So if you made it this far, that probably means you're at least tolerating, if not, dare I say, enjoying what you're hearing. And if that's the case, I'd love to ask you for a favor. We'd love your help spreading the word about the Brian and Janelle podcast. You know, there's such a crowded space in the podcast world, so many different things to listen to and choose from. Would you consider sharing this podcast or maybe even this episode with two of your closest friends? Maybe you'd send a text or a Snapchat, ask your mom to call them. I don't know what you're going to do, but please send them this and tell them why you like our podcast. Helping us spread the word would just be a huge way to support what we're doing. Thanks a lot. Back to the show. With us, Nancy Kane of the Caritas Center for Christian Formation. We'll get you connected to that in just a few minutes. Today, we're talking about envy as a vice and then the the corresponding virtue of admiration. And you know, what really helped me in some of our conversation, Nancy, is to identify envy as the sorrow at the prosperity of others and joy in their hurt. Mm -hmm. And it sounds so wicked, but I can think of times I've done it myself. In fact, I, just as a brief aside, I remember a guy uh, a little bit younger than me. I, I felt like I was working so hard to be a musician in life. And this kid kept tripping into success and getting things I felt like he didn't deserve, but I did. And I'd be upset when he found success. Mm-hmm. And that's envy, mm-hmm. right? That's exactly right. Had you allowed that to go deeper into your soul, then you might have even plotted to somehow undo his success. And that's where it doesn't stop at just 
sorrow over another person's success. It actually wants them to be harmed. You know, it, it desires the, the harming of the other person. So then that you can step into the place and get what they have. Well, and I, I even found myself rationalizing, like, it would be good for him to experience some failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he needs it. <laughs> right, right. You know, from a very wise and pious and <laughs> yeah, right. but, that's, but that's also envy, right? That is exactly envy. Because, again, that's not for us to judge. It's not for us to know what's in the best interest of another person in terms of their success track. And um, it is, it is, the, it is the, um, the posture of the Pharisee, you know, because I'm so good and I'm so godly or righteous or whatever, and this person's succeeding. Well, you know what? They shouldn't succeed because they need a little bit more humility. Well, <laughs> actually, <laughs> you know, who, who needs the humility? It's the person who's judging. Yeah. But I can see someone trying to rationalize it, though, Nancy, and saying, but legitimately— is not fair, right? I worked harder than they did. I'm more talented than they are. Isn't that, that's unfair, yeah. Nancy. It's not envious. Well, and it, go, it really goes to an attitude and posture of the heart. Mm-hmm. Everything that we have is a gift. I mean, and if we really don't believe that, if we really believe that everything we have is, is really based into our own hard work, then yes, we are wide open to comparing and contrasting ourselves with other people to see where we are in the game of life. But the the truth is, is that um, God brings rain on the just and the unjust. That he is the one who determines whether we have great wealth or whether we have poverty, whether we succeed or whether we stumble our way through life um, in a humble and unknown way. He knows what's best. And this is where it goes to the core of our culture. If we really don't believe that, if we really believe actually that the strong succeed and the weak fail, well then, yeah, we're going to, we're, we will be wide open to the the temptation of envy. Well, David had some of that. Didn't he have some of that in the Psalms where he was like, yo, the wicked succeed and kind of complaining about that to the Lord? <laughs> <laughs> well, but and that's the beauty of what um, we see is that that I'd have to look at each one to yeah. really confirm this. But yeah. he starts with that. He starts with the honesty of his heart, and then he ends up. But you, O oh Lord, are you know just you, O oh Lord, you know basically will have the the last word in my complaint. That's the process that we need to go through. Is we need to be honest with ourselves, mm-hmm. and generally, a person who's envious. And this is where it's so dark. They're not. They're not going to be quickly going. Oh, I'm struggling with envy. Yeah. You know. And again, Ray and I were talking about in the work that we do. Have we ever really heard anybody confess envy? And only as a conceptual idea, not as I'm. I'm really. Actually, no. I take that back. I have a friend who's um, on our team who the other day was confessing to me that she was struggling with envy. And I see that as a mark of maturity. Wow. Because she, can, because she can identify it and say, yep, this is unholy. This is not pleasing to God, and I'm struggling with this, and I know it's not right. What does healthy admiration look like, then, if, if we've seen that, what, the ugliness of envy? Admiration is being able to, once you move away from envy to admiration, you're putting things in its right perspective. You're able to, to look at someone else's success and see through the eyes and the lens of God's goodness in their life and His mercy in their life and celebrating through the, the lens again of all that's good and true and beautiful. 
and being able to name that and um, call it out. And again, I think that's something that we've lost our way with, that we're often will praise someone because of ego or their ego, when in fact we're not giving right praise to the giver of the gift. So help people work through the idea of actually, so if you admire someone, you, you see them maybe trip into success and maybe even it's quote unquote undeserved based on their effort. How do we get to the point where we're cheering for them with sincerity? I'm asking for a friend. Because, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Because we, again, we want, what do we, what does going back to seeing from God's land, what do we want from, from, the people around us. What does love look like? Love looks like that we want to see other people flourish and become the people and use the gifts that God has given them in a way that the rest of the world is praised. We're all connected into this thing called life. And if we see that we're all connected, then I do want the person next to me. I do want my neighbor to flourish because her flourishing means that I benefit from her flourishing as well. But you see, if I, if I see it as we're all connected, then it's going to be easier for me to move away from envy and into, I can celebrate her, her successes, the gifts that she has, um, perhaps the money that she has to use for a good gain. I can celebrate that. Wow. My friend Ryan really needed to hear this today. So he's, uh, <laughs> I'm getting a message from him. He's very happy about what you had to say. Nancy Kane, again, she's a licensed clinical professional counselor, and she is program director of the Caritas Center for Christian Formation. It's a difficult process, but going through her, her spiritual formation coursework will guide you towards seeing some of these patterns of sin in your life and growing closer to Jesus as you do so. Nancy, if folks want to learn more, how do they do that? Yes, they can go to our website, thecaretastcenter.com, and uh, you can click on uh, Contact Us, and you, there's plenty of information there about um, the cohorts, but I'm always glad to take an email or a call for people that are um, wanting to contact me directly. Again, thank you so much, Nancy. We'll get some links up on social media. Can't wait till next time. <laughs> For real. Sure. <laughs> no, it's been so helpful and it's yeah. helped us all grow so much, Nancy. Can't wait for the next one. Thanks for listening to this episode. Don't forget, if you like what you hear on a weekly basis, we'd be grateful for your ratings and reviews wherever you listen. And also subscribe so you get the latest episodes. Follow us wherever you are on social media and search for us online. We're at brianandjanelle.org. Don't miss our weekday morning show with conversations just like this. You can listen on the Moody Radio mobile app or again at our website, brianandjanelle.org. Special thanks to the talented team of individuals who tirelessly put together this podcast every week, Josue Villa, Mike Reynolds, and Ron Eastwood. The Brian and Janelle podcast is a production of WCRF Moody Radio Cleveland. Until next time, we're Brian and Janelle.